0: Hello friends, welcome to Mavs Party, it's 1230 in the morning on whew, Friday, the th- January 13th. Thanks so much for joining me. This is Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. For those of you listening later, us lunatics are doing this in the middle of the night. Uh, I don't even know what to say about that game. The box score is going to be one of those things that we look at in years to come and wonder what the shit just happened. I'm really glad the Mavs won. I'm really, because otherwise, like this, this room would just be all sound and fury signifying nothing, but we won. And you know what? I think we should celebrate the win. If you guys want to harp on other shit, like perhaps Jason Kidd, not knowing that Luka Doncic didn't have to be the one to shoot those free throws. Maybe we could talk about that. We could talk about how bad the rest were. If we want to talk about that, we could talk about how LeBron James was big stinky. And I just, I I couldn't enjoy it more. So we're going we're gonna to go with some folks. We're going to fly through people because it is late and I am tired. Uh, first, my man on the East Coast, Iwan, what's up?
1: Hey, man. I stayed up for this.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, man, that was a fun game.
0: It was. I, I hated was... it, but it was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, please let's not make this a clutch game. Please let's not make this a clutch game. I'm like, oh. Here it goes stress. stress level up it's a clutch game <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean they they lost every quarter but the first one and the two overtimes they got beat every
1: quarter yeah it was tough and it's, it's like the it was like the lack of effort in the those few quarters like giving them a second chance it's like that's what's pretty much killing us in a lot of these games that we lose in the second chance opportunities cuz we play you know decent enough enough defense with the guys we have and then we just don't we're not just not we're just not hungry enough for the ball to get it back. You know what I'm saying? But I mean it was it was fun, man. It was fun. It's like listen to these guys on TNT. Shaq. I think Shaq when Shaq went to that game and Luca dropped fifty on the Rockets and he saw Luca maybe like in person for the first time and really see the capabilities of the team and really see what these other guys can do with the ball in their hands, and when Luca's not on the court, <laughs> he, he was actually defending us tonight. And I'm like, okay, Shaq yeah. actually saw us to really know what Maz fans go through on a daily basis. Yeah, and it's like yeah. to hear Chuck say, you know, get the ball out of Luka's hands. I mean, Luka, like they said, from the five-minute point of the third quarter to the fourth quarter, when he made that three, he didn't he didn't score. He was well, taking it's... a double. He was taking the double team. He was passing it to open guys. And, open
0: guys, left and right. Like there was that that break. so I got my man Dancer Spinwitty in the chat giving me grief for, for not for not being kinder to Spencer. Spencer gets this gets a pass with about eight seconds left over on the right side, right above the break. Gets pushed a little, knocked off balance, can't believe the refs didn't call it. He's looking for a pass, looking for something, and then just heaves up a garbage can shot. And the whole team was ass in the fourth yeah, quarter. The whole team. Like Luca doesn't get a pass even though he wasn't making shots. Like everyone was bad. And I am just on a national level sick of hearing about how Luca needs to get these 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 wonderful professional basketball players who I've watched way too many games of involved. Uh only for them to not come up ever. Now, they did it in overtime. Spencer Dinwiddie had two huge dunks exactly. because he had Gotten a lot of cardio, apparently. I mean, th- those ducks were amazing. Don't like, I, I don't want to take anything away from that because the Mavericks needed it. And you know, Christian Wood, who was kind of getting bodied at points, has like f- I think he must have had four blocks in the fourth and overtime. Oh yeah, he had five total. But I remember like five blocks. LeBron was like he was he came, they came up big, and I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased with the way they came up. I just am trying to reconcile with. Ah, uh, that with the notion of of it didn't need to get to the.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it's like Christian Waters. You can see he's fully bought in into what we're trying to do in Dallas. And I don't know how that situation is gonna work out, but he's playing meaningful basketball in his first time in his career. And you see, you know, he, he got injured. And he's like, now nah, I'm going back out there. but was nice. Got a team, you know. And as a leader of the team, look and stuff like that. You want to see stuff like that happen. Off well, him, you know.
0: So, play. T- tell me if you saw this so so this happened to wood and luca did this too where they both kind of like crumpled up on the floor playing defense at one point like wood got nailed in the ribs and like crumpled up into a ball but then came down on the floor and took the next shot <laughs> like that's my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing where i'm just like i never know how to take contact with these guys because i'm like if you're good enough to shoot it were you were you okay enough to crumple on the ground? And like Luca did that too at one um, point. It's like what? Do you, what? what? I, I I love NBA basketball. It's so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and 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 lastly, is it with, with um, Tim Hardaway? Like, you like you know, Chuck is like, oh, these guys are playmakers. We saw Tim Hardaway on the break with the layup brick. <laughs> we saw we saw Tim Hardaway. The, we, we saw that like these guys cannot. They, we don't have we just don't have the bodies. Sure. And I mean, once Green come back. I, mean, I personally would rather have Green in the lineup than Bullock because Bullock is just ass right now. Right, with,
0: I, I don't see how they can continue to play Bullock. I just don't. It, He's awful right yeah, now. And,
1: and I know you always say, like, if it's, if it's a clutch situation, Tim Hardaway's not going to come through. And it just today it was just like a millions of open shots. Even that first shot that he took in – was it regulation before Luca hit the three? Yeah. He took the shot with 14 seconds left on the shot clock. Like, why are you taking a deep three – with 14 seconds left on the shot clock. You can still swing the ball back to Luka and try to work something out. And you take a shot with 14 seconds left on the top got a deep three. <sighs> I mean, they have some stressful moments, but overall, like, this is a game to show you that like, Luka does, it's just, I, I don't know how blessed we are to have this guy on our team. It just, it doesn't matter what's going on. Like, he can make a big shot. And he's, he's, he's clutch. He's, he's built for these kind of moments. He's big for prime time. Well, and man. it's just, if you get, a competent, some other plays that can actually do something with the ball. Like, it'll be so much easier. He wouldn't be looking gassed at, at the end of every game. Like, it'll well, be so I much easier.
0: I do think we can, like, Spencer's a good example of somebody who can do something with the ball. He hasn't been doing something with the ball. And that's been making it a little bit more difficult at times. Like, Char- or uh, Char- Shaq showed it at halftime where it's like, well, there's Luka doing this and getting the ball back. It's like, could we please run some more sets? Just a few more sets. They ran a, a couple of plays at the start of the, the the same play twice in the third quarter,
1: and there was, it, yeah. And the it's look, like in the screen. Can yeah. we keep
0: doing cool stuff yeah. like this? It works, I swear.
1: Yeah. And I mean, they they pounced on the Mavs bad stuff like oh they're the worst in fast break points. We know yeah. that, but that's part of our defense. But they didn't mention that we're the number one offensive, I mean, half court offense in the league. Like that's something that you mentioned too. You wouldn't mention we are bad at fast break, but when we get to the half court set, we get quality looks ninety five percent of the time. It's just some of the guys just not not making any shots.
0: I know. And then the, you know? but the, like you know you watch a lot of ball. I don't really get a chance to watch much more than the Mavs. I'm not gonna lie. I don't feel like the Mavs half court offense is that amazing, <laughs> but the numbers are the numbers, you know.
1: It's just, I mean, in regards to what not Luke on the floor, but with Luke on the floor it's like they get a great shot, ninety five percent of the possession. Yeah. No, that's true. On the half court, you know, and then it's just the quality of looks. When he, when you know when they do that, they're trying to do quality of looks and percentage of should be assist or should be shots, like That's right. Luca and dallas is like number one in that in that in that scenario so that's like, right yeah well thanks Go for hanging out buddy yeah great win keep All it going right.
0: oh wow we got a lot of people i didn't realize there was many people in here uh mr sanders how you doing welcome to the show welcome back to the show it's been a while
2: it has it has i'm not going to be talking too long because everybody can say a lot it's a lot that went on i just wanted to read off a quote from kenny smith from inside the NBA, probably the worst analysis on anything in the history of life. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, every single NBA player in the league can play good in transition. And I was like, have you seen like 75% of the NBA? Because not even half the players in the Lakers to play in transition, let alone maybe two or three on the Mavericks. And that's just... it's I feel like a lot of Chuck's Charles Barkley's like just not paying attention to the games anymore has infected him, and Shaq and Ernie are the only two left on that show that actually know the lens of basketball. But, anyways, that's all I had to say. I'll let everybody else get to it.
0: Thanks, Michael. I I appreciate your frustration with them. I I have I always wax and wane. I think generally they love basketball, but they sometimes can't help but nag on some stuff. I that was a weird that. Was Comment I didn't like that one from from Kenny. Uh Sam, how are we doing, friend? Hey Kurt, can you hear me? I can. Alright, cool. I'll be quick too because it's late and I know they wants to speak.
3: Um i win's to win. You'll take the win. But the thing that's gonna like piss me off the most and I, it really shouldn't, but when I saw the tweet, it just I almost threw my phone to the fucking wall. When Mark Cuba tweeted talking about Stan Man Gunny and the officiating.
0: Why I loved it. That's old school, Mark. Mark used to talk shit. That was what made him mark. But you tweet that, and granted,
3: it, it was valid. It was a hundred percent valid. But I'm like, bro, do you see like the the comedy of errors that's happening in the fourth quarter? Yeah, like,
0: everything else where it's like nobody hitting anything for sure. So I'm like, bro, you built this. Like, <laughs>
3: you built this team. Like, screw the refs. Like, it shouldn't even got to a point where the refs were an issue. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I, I, I like the win, but Luca we this is not good. Like Lucas having to play a whole second half just for us to be competitive in games. That's that's not gonna work.
0: Yeah, see that was Josh Bo's takeaway from our post game show where it's like I, I very much feel like like it's the it's like you won, but at what cost? Because you know, how's how's um Christian Wood's ankle? Uh, they play two more games in the next 72 hours. Are they just spent? And you know, Portland is not as as struggled a bit, but it's like it, it, this was tough. This was a tough one, and and it it raises as many questions as it answers because the Lakers are really bad, and you needed that effort. So does that mean by transitive property are the Mavs really bad? I'm just I can't get there. I I I think they're really bad in my. Yes in my like analytical brain i really do don't think they're very good but then you go look at the west like okay maybe they're fine (laughs) i I just i don't know what to do with this is this what like being an eastern conference basketball (laughs) fan was like for 20 years yeah right because it's like
3: the one year that the west is everybody's down in the west except i guess you could say denver and memphis and even then they're like I wouldn't say they're, like, unbeatable. So it's kind of like this is the one year where you actually have a chance to maybe make some noise, and then this is the year where it's just you're, you're not it. <laughs> it's it's um, I, I mean, I think uh, Nick said it out from Lockdown Mavs. You're literally a five-game win streak away from going from, like, seven to two or to three. Yeah. So it's just kind of the way the West is this year. I guess it's good for us because, you know, if we could keep this pace. We'll probably win about 44 or 45 games, and we
0: might be the four seed. Well, the thing that I I told Josh, I'm just like the Lakers have hurt me too many times in my life. Beating them feels good, regardless of anything else. And I like, I'm texting all my friends from college. So I went to college out there. It's just this is, I'm I'm gonna relish this one and then worry about everything else tomorrow. I think.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah, beating the Lakers is fun. I mean, I'm hell, 2011 still is in my mind oh, forever. Yeah. But yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, win's a win, we'll take it frustrated but what are you gonna do y'all y'all have a good
0: you night you too sam thanks for joining us once again all right so we got about seven or eight people so we're gonna go through everybody um because i'm a lunatic and i want you guys to hang out josh welcome back to the show hey kirk how are you i'm good you sound tired you act like it's 12 oh uh, well i'm back in the u.s now so what time so, zone are we in east coast east? oh shit so it's two in the morning okay yeah you're you're
4: allowed to be tired yeah, no, it's all right. I, I um, I have two quick um, uh, two quick observations. Speaking to what you were just speaking about, I think a big aspect of being such a fan, you know, I mean, you're you're a mega fan because of how much work you do before and after every game. Um, and most of the people in here are, are you know are semi lunatics, which which I am fully a part of, and I think that you know we we you know look at the Mavericks under this magnifying glass but the fact of the matter is is that every team has their frustrations you know every team has their um rockets and their yep. thunder that give the, the and and the only people that know about that are the people that watch every one of their games and we watch every one of the Mavericks games and of course these you know uh we're we're hyper aware of it, um yeah, the Mavericks are in like fourth or fifth place. the Lakers um were coming for blood at home after um what was an incredible comeback and and demolition of the Lakers by the Mavericks on Christmas, so yeah, so they came in feeling like yo let's let's whoop these dudes and and it was really physical. And I think that was. Was, that was the biggest part of it was that uh that took a that kind of took a toll. Um but 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 here's the thing. If the Mavericks can manage to stay somewhere within, you know, above the plane, right? Yep. Be- because of stuff like this and because of what we witnessed in last year's playoffs, I think that uh they really do have a puncher's chance that's a really big puncher's chance, not like a puncher's chance, like like we'll probably lose, but maybe we could get a knockout. I mean, it seems like in the big moments, Luke is always, always ready to go. And, you know, Christopher, Christian Wood has had a lot of, like, late-game heroic blocks. And to see Spencer get back into the fray... Um, in late game situations is very heartening.
0: Yeah. No, because he, he's he's really – Spencer was such an early key to the Mavericks not dying. And so for him to to – his sort of quiet fade the last month has been concerning. Now, my – the sheer volume of minutes he's played was largely why I've not had really much commentary on it because this is the most he's ever played. And, you know, if he's tired, I don't blame him. But to see him hit some shots reminded me of him finally hitting shots against Utah in game six, I think it was, to finally put the Jazz away after he had been just, like, hauntingly bad in that first-round playoff series. And then he was just balls out in the in the second half against um, the Suns. And It's just, you know, he seems to be very confident – Confidence is a key part of his attack game. And, and I hope he found something tonight because the Mavericks need him.
4: Well, he was, he was, he's, he, isn't it interesting how he's also kind of this quiet dude? Like, even when he, I mean, these were, these have been some ferocious dunks. I mean, even in a couple no, of losses, are <laughs> even in a couple of losses that we have recently, he put down some dunks where you were just like, at the end of the game when we lost, I was like, man, that sucks because it feels like the dunks like go into the lost column and disappear because he's had some nasty ones. But after he dunks, he's pretty like, like he just goes back down the court. And you notice tonight after the game, I mean, he just, he just was like, okay, cool. And he went straight to the locker room where everybody else went and, and did what they did. He's He's interesting like that. And so I think that because of how steady he is, I think he's also paced himself this season. So maybe what we consider to be like kind of quiet might be a good thing because he's just kind of laying in the cut and doing his thing. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, it was frustrating to watch the Mavericks do everything they could to give away this game in the fourth quarter. I mean, the rebounding was, this was one time where I was just like, dude, yeah, they got all you they got, got crushed on the boards. All you got to do is box out and pay attention to the ball. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's not even that Well, hard. that
0: the problem the two best Mavericks rebounders and Luka and Wood, neither of them box out to save
4: it. Like they just that's not a thing they do.
0: They go get the ball, but if they're out of position, then yeah,
4: there's nothing there. Yeah, but anyway, I don't I don't want to keep I know we have a big room. Sure. Um so so just wanted to, you know, chime in on that and uh later in a in a month or two I'll be headed to Dallas so when I head through I'm hoping to get through to my first ever uh, you know, game at the AAC. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll keep in touch with y'all and uh Go Mavs and have a good night. I'll stay yeah.
0: tuned. Now Matthew in the chat says rebounds were tied and what I like the Mavericks got out-rebounded on the offensive end by the, the, they gave up uh, 14 offensive rebounds. <laughs> That's a lot of offensive rebounds to get beat by and still win. Um okay, let's go next to Brett. How you doing, Brett?
5: Hey Kirk. What's so up? have have we seen a, a quote from Kid on whether or not he knew the rules on that on that uh flagrant? I haven't and I'm not going to look
0: tonight because I don't want to go I don't want to be mad before I go to bed. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I was gonna say, and it, and it might. I mean, obviously, you know, they won, so that so that's good. But you know, I, I, I don't know which would be worse, like like choosing to have Luca be the one on the line or not. I mean, not knowing is obviously worse, but like they're just different. different
6: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's that's the the silly part where it's he was Luca was so tired. Even if Luca your best free throw shooter at that point, I still think you got to give someone else a look just because of how tired Luca clearly was. Like those misses were bad misses. So,
5: yeah. And another another thing is that, I, and I'm because I don't, you know, I don't read every single article you know written about the Mavs. But but have you have you seen anyone ask or or kid talk you know at all at length about why Luca plays basically the whole half and obviously you know the reason is because it helps them win games
0: mm-hmm. and, and I, I, think think to win games. To I think he's wanting to do this like and they're having a hard time telling him no because they need him to win because it's like you watch that second quarter because they don't have an offense spencer is forced to do the one pick and roll whatever thing that they just turns everything to ash
5: yeah, I mean, the, I mean it is terrible. Like there's not an, another good option and that's the same thing. I mean, that's why Luka and Dinwiddie play 40 plus minutes a night every night, which is just I don't know. I mean, it like, like in this game I like again I get why they why Luka started, you know, the fourth quarter, but he was gassed at the end of the third. Yep. And he had gotten he w- he was getting hit in the paint. I mean, it's ob- and it's obviously like this is a this is like the top 1% of of how physical games are allowed to be in the NBA these days. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, it's like an aberration. Games don't normally go like this. Yeah, the refs um, lost,
0: the refs lost, lost control of the game and they, they couldn't get it back.
5: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I will say like, Westbrook was, um, like, he should have been ejected West, yeah. on the second he, hit. He had
0: a pair of flagrants.
5: Like, yeah, he, the, yeah, they called the first one and the second one where he just like, shoved Luke out of the way on the rebound. Like, he should have been ejected at that point, but the game was so far, right. you know, so far gone at that point it didn't really matter. Yep. Um but yeah, that was that was quite an experience to watch. Um yeah, and, and, and I think going back to the discussion that, that um that Shaq and Barkley were having on 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 TNT, I mean I think it, I think it is interesting. And I think that, that it's 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 the it's a discussion that I feel like lots of people have about the Mavs every single game they ever play with Luka which is like the Mavericks roster and none of these players can dribble, but also wouldn't it be great if they could? And like then people who don't really watch them or don't really understand think that for some, like that somehow Luca like letting them dribble more will. Somehow-
0: That's right. That's right. Cause it like, it goes back to the opening plays of last season where Dorian Finney Smith got stops. and <laughs> we all came in here and we're like, Oh no, that can't be a thing. And
5: it's it's just it happens every time. It drives me it drives me crazy, Brett. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean every, every every time I hear that from anyone, and like and like I get it. I get both like aesthetically. Like I don't really have like a, the dislike of the heel system from like an aesthetic reason, but like I get people who do. I, I, yeah. I get it's people who don't find it fun to watch. And, and I and I get that like it, it 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 like it is whenever anyone says you know. That's not a style of basketball that that w- wins long term in the playoffs. That is also accurate. Yep. However, when you have exactly two players on the ros- roster who can like dribble from you know one place to another without throwing the ball out of bounds, and even like throwing out of the ball like Dinwiddie throws every every third lob over the backboard, like it like it's pretty dire. But but when, when that happens, I mean, there's just like. Like they should run more plays, but that's like a different thing. So at the end of the that first is the quarter, Luca should have the ball less. He should just have the ball in different situations. At the end of the first
0: quarter, um, Wood, who is a pretty good passer, saw cutting Luca because Luca never cuts, because Luca just never cuts. Luca cut to the basket and Wood threw him like a high fastball that sailed out of bounds. And Luca, you could tell, was like shooting eye lasers at him.
5: Yeah, and then like two plays
0: later, later Hardaway like also subtract the ball out of that. That's exactly right, and like that sort of stuff. It just that's why Luca has the ball all the time. Now, one thing they could do, and you and I have talked about this. You were talking about it in the comments. I saw you. It's like it is possible for these guys to run more sets.
5: Like like running plays is is good. <laughs> like like it, it
0: helps. That's how you. That's how you get the most out of players and options. Is you run sets. Not everything needs to be a Princeton offense or a flex offense or like a read and react system. You can run things that are literal plays. And for anybody that like hasn't played organized basketball above like the middle school level plays are normal. There are hundreds of them. There's this guy. Um, I think his name's Luca Basson. I thought I he's a European uh, uh, scout video guy who has like all like he just posts these videos like, 60 different things you can do it's and the matches don't do i mean they don't do enough of it is what i'm saying well, they do do actions it's just everything else is like a high spain it's a it's a pain uh, spain pick and roll and then luca iso
5: yeah i mean and, and the, yeah, i mean because like obviously you know if when you watch you like you know they will run actions but with the exception of of, of, the, of the pick and roll plays those actions are designed to get mismatches, which like you don't have to do much. That's not real. That's not that's not a play. That's that's just the play before the play.
0: Yeah.
5: Yep. And yep. and 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 from someone who like you know, it's something that like whenever I watch you know any college basketball game, it drives me crazy all the time when like they don't run plays and like they're bad and players don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but then like but like it is not something that I recall seeing in the NBA much like in the last two years here.
0: Well, it, the Celtics were a fun example of this because they ran some actions which just cut the Mavericks open. And I've been thinking about it since they did some things where it's really like there were a couple of, of, of just – I'm not going to describe this right, and it's been such a long time since I had to do this, but it's like there's different ways where you can get guys open. And the Mavericks just do some of the most basic shit where it's like, okay, well, instead of Luca bringing up the ball, we're going to have Luca run to the corner and then force a, a mid-Dirk area post-up.
5: Yes. Uh, and it's like, could we, could I, we do more I get, stuff? I, I get, like, why they like the post-ups. I mean, and I get that Luca is definitely much better than those now. Um, You know, he's one of the most efficient post-up players in the league. But, like... Man, it's just, that's just like not good basketball. Sure, like, that's but what, not like, like, ba- what
0: about like a baseline to baseline cross screen where you could get Luca moving through some traffic
5: and free up the ball? Like, they never do any of that stuff. It kills me. And, and and it's not even like they don't. It's not like not even like they do it selectively or like they. It's not like that. That didn't happen in the playoffs last year either. Yeah. Like, it's not like it, oh, they're breaking it out. Like, we're just not gonna right. you know run our whole play like the
0: Carlisle thing. Carlisle is like never gonna happen. Like Carlisle would like find a play that worked. Um <laughs> Carlisle would find a play that worked. Sorry, I just somebody sent me a funny tweet. Um it it, it it and then would never run it again. Like that's what Carlisle would do.
5: I I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that is something that I will continue to be baffled about for as long as kid is head coach.
0: Yeah. Well, man, thanks so much for joining us always. All right. Now we're gonna go to my staffer. Brent, who I've not seen in a while because we work opposite schedules. What's up, dude?
7: Hey, buddy. Good to talk to you.
0: You too. What's going on?
7: You've already touched on the Westbrook thing, which really irked me. Uh, On the first play where they eventually called a flagrant, it was clearly either an attempt to injure Luca or to provoke some kind of response to get him tossed. Not sure what was going on there other than literal headhunting in a way. Yeah, And then the second one wasn't even called at all. So you've already covered that, but I just want to say Westbrook's coming up to Luca after the fact and doing the nicey-nicey, I didn't mean it, you know, let's smile at each other and hug. And then they do it again after the game. It just felt a little too collegiate for my taste when it was pretty clear that in that moment, Westbrook was not really playing, you know, uh, above the boards.
0: And I, I get your response. I get, like, that's how I feel. But so, and you know this because you've followed basketball forever. Luca's 23, they've known each other for seven years because Lu- Russell Westbrook and, and Oklahoma City played Real Madrid when Luca was sixteen. There's some amazing photos. And Luca had the the you know, had to guard Westbrook for several possessions. And so I think there's like a healthy level of respect there. I also think that Luca knows he's the far superior player and there's nothing else to do other than dap up, you know?
7: Yeah, I guess I can't envision like Dirk and Carl Malone twenty years and go hugging each other after a game like or, this. or who was this it it? physical?
6: who
0: was it? Uh, it was a pacer um that put his hand on Dirk's face, David West, where it's like the, oh yeah the, and and never I, I i tend to agree, but you know you and I are old, and what do we know?
7: <laughs> yeah right? um
0: I, I, I hold grudges, I prefer grudges.
7: Y'all, don't you agree it was clear that Westbrook was trying to take, either take Luca out of the game, literally from a physical standpoint, or at least mentally?
0: 100%. And the referees lost control of that game, and it was embarrassing. I mean, Stan Van Gundy, who is a, a just world-class, like, scold in all things. Do not check his Twitter feed, people. Um, he, he was just, like, crushing them and you just don't hear that very often from, from league partners and, and they lost control of the game and you know, the Lakers get a special whistle. Anybody that watches basketball closely will remember the bubble Lakers basically just fouled their way to a championship. Like, like Anthony Davis shot 40% from three and then they just fouled their way to a chip, which congrats like the, the Seahawks did the same shit with their legion of boom. Like if you, Oh yeah, you're a Seahawks fan. I won't insult you, um, but it's just a, if it's not a foul, if the refs don't call it, that's just the truth. And and they got they really got in the Mavs heads this game, and it nearly worked because you go look at this box score. The Mavericks lost so many things, and yet they still won this game. So it's it's pretty impressive.
7: Christian Wood, you know, by the box score, four assists away from a triple double, but that doesn't tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. He was on several plays released diving out of the high post down to Powell at least twice, maybe more than that, got six assists. Yep. Uh, just enough effectiveness out of that positioning. Uh, I think that was in the Lakers' mind on the two shots that forced both overtime periods from Luka. That's why they didn't double, because the Mavs pr- proved they could do enough on the four-on-three to make them think twice.
0: Well, they they need to do more with Wood as a play initiator because he's good at it. Uh, Enough stuff, like more high post, less baseline stuff. Like, let him operate out of the middle of the floor more. It it works. He's a good, skilled player. I would like to see it.
7: Do you think um, that – you talked earlier about Dinwiddie being – high minutes, and I, I have been worried about that for weeks now that they've had to lean into him so much that he's this year's Dorian in terms of just getting burned up by January. It's a,
0: it's a good comp. Am I worried? Absolutely. This team is running the last, and it's going to catch up with them in a bad way at some point. I mean, it might catch up with them this weekend.
7: What's the latest you've heard on Kleba's uh, return? I heard something that uh, maybe it's not as bad what's no, the latest i don't
0: understand this I, I there was a particular reporter well there's a particular person who tweets a lot and does some stuff from the map stuff here in dallas who put something out there about how he is is shoot, he he's he's shooting around but i've heard no timetable on his return like hamstring stuff is i mean he had hamstring surgery I, I, right. I, just, I, I think anything before an April return date is, is nuts to even consider.
7: It's just, we talk about the, the players being limited, but we're just, we're thin, we're hurt. And a game like this, when you're looking at the schedule, when you're looking at Portland in a, you know, back-to-back scenario, they're probably calculating going, well, Luke will play the first game and set out the second because there aren't that many back to left. And you've got you know in the entire schedule the entire run of the season you've got some coin flip games where you know he's making this decision to, uh, either kid luca or together to play the entire fourth because that's an admission that's the only way we can win this game and i thought he did even though there were some matador defense moments out of necessity Right. he did a really good job playing with five fouls and obviously hit some tremendous shots because as frustrated as we all are with certain aspects of this as you said they did come through and how much would it suck to have lost that game
0: a lot and and but this goes like we're, what you're getting at is the core of my beef as a front office and and kind of team critical person for the better part of my time doing this in that you don't ignore entire sections of your bench the mav signed you know they have they have an open roster spot right now and a cheerleader and and that's two of fifteen guys and when you have four guys hurt all of a sudden those people have to play. I mean, you go look at the Celtics. It's like, all right, Jalen Brown's going to miss two weeks because he has the same a similar injury to Dorian Finney Smith. Is it going to impact them the way Dorian Finney Smith injury has impacted the Mavericks? Probably not because they have depth. Depth matters. You have to treat each. It, it, if this team wanted to be a contender, they should have done a better job building stuff. And instead they, I just, I think they always, they they try to be too cute by half. And this is really, you know, one of the things that was very interesting about the second half of last year is the Mavericks basically played seven and a half guys and none of them got hurt except for Maxi, who they managed his injuries. Injuries happen. It just, it's, you know, go look at the the nuggets. Like you, you just have to build your teams to be able to withstand some form of injury. Now, I think what the Mavericks are dealing with is a little extreme, but, and maybe I just hope things improve whenever um, the two guys come back.
7: When they come back, that doesn't change. We tried it didn't work. We tried Kim, but he couldn't hold up. It doesn't change the fact that green and Finney Smith don't solve the ball handling dearth. It's just, it's still there. Just like day one of the season and they're, either going to make some sort of small move to get a backup point guard, or they're going to make a bigger swing. And I think that's what scares both of us is we know what that bigger swing could potentially mean. Yep. And if we can't do that, if we have to get the uh, the smaller trade or sign another guy off the street, I would rather do that than uh, prevent the move in the offseason that would otherwise be possible.
0: Yeah, I think I, I, that's kind of where I am too. But who knows what they think. I mean, it's if if they keep playing 500 basketball, I bet they don't do much of anything. Because why would you? That if things are mostly working, right.
7: Well, thanks, okay, for man. Morning, talk soon. You bet.
0: All right, talk soon. All right, coming up next is another one of the guys that writes Mavs Moneyball, and we're gonna get to everybody, guys. But so please be patient, particularly got some of my regulars waiting. I appreciate you, Jack. You were mad online. Is Jack- I was. How do you
8: feeling um, now? I was I was ready. I, I feel better. Um, I was ready to come in here guns blazing uh, if they drop that one. And it, you know it looked like that was going to be the case. I mean, let's be clear. Like I know the Lakers like had a little cute five game win streak before, and like they've like not been as bad as they were earlier in the season. The lineup they put out tonight was <laughs> atrocious. Like when I saw that starting lineup, I was like. I, I was already I was already getting primed to get pissed off because I, I knew that they were gonna find a way to not blow them out like they should. I mean, like Max Christie, who's like not a real person, played twenty nine minutes. Uh no disrespect to these guys except Kendrick Nunn, who probably deserves a little bit of disrespect. You know, uh Wenyon Gabriel's hitting clutch and ones in overtime. I'm like, what's going on? Like, who who else played for them? Like I'm, I'm going to look at the roster, the, at the, the box roster. score right now. It's it's uh, Troy Brown Jr. played 38 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I the average basketball fan doesn't know who that is. Because I don't why know would who you? Is. He's Troy Brown Jr. Yeah, I mean, totally I, I, I barely player. know who
6: he is. <laughs> yeah,
8: like, and they played these guys. Like, And, you know, that just speaks to the state of our team because we played Frank Neokina, you know, rotation minutes. And, you know, we have, you know, Davis Bertans, who – you know, I was one of the. I'm I'm I've, I've been one of the people that's been like, you know, play Davis like, maybe he can get a shot back and you know knock down some threes for us. Like, no, that that guy's cooked. Like, he's got nothing left. Like, that guy like lately when he's been on the floor, it's just been a a walking disaster. Yeah. So like, they have to play Luca 53 minutes. They have to play Spencer 51 minutes. And and like, like like everybody's been talking about before, like they're cooked this weekend. Like. uh like they're gonna have to sit Luca one game. I'm I'm actually going to Portland tomorrow. Uh I'm I'm visiting a friend up there and we're going to both games. Oh wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to both games. And so like when I'm watching the game tonight, I'm like, okay, well Luca's definitely not at you know,
0: I don't at least- know. I mean, he's so damn competitive. You never know. And plus like Portland's one of those teams where he just Who's the guy that used to play for Duke? That that's there now? Everybody was like in the first game, it's like, oh, we didn't have if we didn't have him, we would have stopped Luca, and then Luca just put him, put him in a like box and buried him. I can't remember. Gosh, um, I'm so tired right now. I, I can't think of. Yeah, I can't I think of what you, that But could yeah, Winslow. Thank you, Chris. Winslow, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, this is why I love the chat function of this over over spaces because I just need people <laughs> to help me out. Thank you so much, Chris. But that'll be really fun. That should be awesome.
8: No, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's 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 cool to see the Mavs play on the road. Hopefully, like they have something in the tank to at least win one of those games. But like 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 everybody's just been saying, we got to get healthy. We we got to get our guys. We got to get Maxi, Josh, and 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 no, well Maxi's not coming back. but We got to get Josh and Dorian back soon. Hopefully, like like Kid said today, they're coming back soon. I mean, and like Brent was saying, it doesn't solve the third ball handler issue, but it can at least patch some holes in our sinking defense that can't stop anybody. You know, right. Right. So, and then we can, we can curb Reggie Bullock's minutes a little bit because like I've, I've been, I've been very vocal about Bullock. It's like when you have these injuries, like you need somebody like Reggie Bullock to stand up, like to step up. Like I know he's a limited player. I know he's a three and D guy. I know he's a standstill three point shooter, but dude, you're making $10 million a year. All our other wings are out. Like you have to take and make shots and he just isn't doing it. It's, it's, we're halfway through January. Everybody talks about, you know, we've all been talking about how well he does this every year. It's like, uh, the time. Far is into stuff, the year. We're too far. We're, we're too far. And, like, here's my thing. is like the NBA player plays into their mid to late 30s. That's you right. You know, like so, some guys, like Bullock's been in the league for a while. There
0: might not be you any know? tread
8: left on those tires. Especially, especially after last yeah. year's playoff run where they ran him into the ground. And, and Dorian, too, like we were seeing the effects with Dorian. And I actually think that Dorian being out for this long could be a, a bit of a blessing in disguise. He because, needs it.
0: That dude's worked his
8: ass yeah, off like, for like six years. He's tired. Correct. So maybe this long, like I wouldn't be surprised if they're just like, if, if Dorian like probably maybe could have played, you know, Maybe like if he if it was if it was like a playoff game, like he could have been out there tonight, you know, sure. like sure. Maybe they're just giving him a little extra time to get healthy, which I don't hate. And but yeah, Reggie, as, as I'm sick, man. Like you're, he made two threes tonight. Looking at the box score, like I don't remember either one of them. Like I, I guess it's, yeah. I mean, but like in overtime, it was just like he, he, as soon as he shoots the ball, you know that he knows that he has no faith that that shot's going to go in. Well, I judge. And like,
0: you know, my my wife sits and watches all these games with me. She never really says much. She's always on her phone. And twice during tonight's game, she would just like, she just uttered, what the fuck, Reggie? And it just, like it always catches me <laughs> off guard because she's just normally she's like, like, we just kind of watch the games in, like 10 silence because that's how I am. And it just like that's a that's a bellwether for me. And I just I feel bad for the guy at this point. Like, I need them to start showing him like some some sports uh inspirational speeches because he feels like the embodiment of the replacement quicksand speech. Like, he's just there.
8: Yeah, and you know it. You know it because like he's not even hitting free throws. Like he's shooting like sixty five percent from the free throw line, and that's like he's always been a good free throw shooter. You know, like if he's not even hitting free throws right yeah. now, it's like he's mental, mentally he's just not in a good place. And it's funny because I was watching the game with my roommate and his and his girlfriend, and like she like asked at one point like after the game, she was like, "I feel like most basketball games aren't like that." Yeah, and I was like, she she's not a basketball person at all. But I was like, yeah, you know games are not like that. That was just one of the, one of the stupider games you'll ever see um, ever. <laughs> and then I had one other thing to, to kind of piggyback on when uh, we were talking about how the Mavs don't run any sets and, and their offense is stale and like a lot of Spencer's struggles, I think come from like, they plug him into that second unit and they're just like be Luca. And like, he's not Luca and like, he tries to get the mismatch and drive and he's just not good at getting all the way to the rim. He has no touch, you know,
0: well it's but, too much shimmying. Like if he can just yeah. if he makes he has such incredible wingspan, if he would commit to his first move instead of dancing, I think he would because he has like an uncanny ability to get to the line when he really commits. And it just he doesn't do it enough for for my for my taste.
8: We we haven't seen it this year. Like he has not been getting to the line like he has in years past. Like uh, it's weird because physically he he's he's playing well, like you know, he looks like he's holding up physically. I don't think it's like he's like lost a step or yeah. anything like that. Like he's not very he's not very good at finishing at the rim or uh fin- like he's got bad touch. Like he doesn't hit floaters, you know, like but he can get in the paint and and yeah, draw those fouls, but he just hasn't been doing it. But like they said they, they 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 don't run any sets. They don't run an offense. They just ask him to do what Luca does with the second unit and obviously that's not gonna work. And you know, Kid is not a brilliant offensive basketball mind. And we've gotten away with it because Luca, uh, well, when Luca's in the game, they just run either spread pick and rolls span pick and rolls, or they just match up hunt and play ISO ball because Luca's the best pick and roll ball handler in the league and he's the best ISO scorer in the league. So when you have that guy who is like the best at both those. Like, yeah, you get numbers that say that you're the best half court offense of all time when in reality, when the chips are down and when when defenses are locked in and it's like a playoff style defense, like all of a sudden it's like tougher to get buckets. And that's what you see with Spencer in the second unit, too. It's like they don't like you said earlier, they don't have a system. So we're going to see
0: a lot of stuff like this. Plug your plug your new Rangers podcast before you go.
8: Oh yeah, so me and a couple, uh, a couple of the homies, we started a, a Rangers podcast. If you guys are into Texas Rangers baseball at all, it's at Never Ever Podcast. Um, it's a play on the phrase <laughs> "Never ever Quit," uh, which was the Rangers mantra uh, back in the Jeff Banister era. I love um, it. So we're it, we're fresh off the we hit the ground running. We're, we're one episode in. We'll see how it goes,
0: but uh, we're having a good time. Man, I can't imagine covering baseball. Could you imagine me doing this? 162 times a year you would
8: if you had if you think that covering the mavericks will turn you into an insane person the texas rangers would you wouldn't have like you just you wouldn't be and i I love baseball baseball is like i probably love it just as much as basketball but yeah like the rangers will put you in through the ringer
0: yeah oh yeah all right man thanks for hanging out yes sir that's right Okay, let's keep going, man. I'm finding Laker tears on on the Twitter timeline of people complaining about the the fouls, Lakers fans complaining about the fouls. I just tell you, man, I fucking love Laker tears. Okay, let's go to uh, Mr. Pearson. Welcome. Give Brandon a second here, see if the audio will work for him this evening. Might have to punch and bring you back up here in a second. Um, Yeah, we'll do that in a second, Brandon. Okay, let's go with. Hey, Will, what's going on?
9: Okay. Hey, Kirk, how's it going?
0: It's going. What's up?
9: Not much. Can you hear my TV in the background? A little bit, but that's okay. Okay, I'll, I'll move to a di- move to a different spot. Excuse me, excuse me. Okay, so uh, something that I had, something that I uh, came to a realization of earlier uh, that was kind of fucking horrifying. I think that we have. Four different guys on our team that you could label the worst such-and-such such in the league. <laughs> Theo Penson is the worst guaranteed contract in the league, and I genuinely think that. I don't think that's an exaggeration whatsoever. I think that Reggie is the worst rotation player in the league, worst guy that actually gets minutes. I think that Bertons is the worst dollar-for-dollar contract in the league and JaVale, this one doesn't really count but i think JaVale might be the worst big man in the league this on a guarantee contract for of the offseason. okay, yeah, yeah, that, okay, so that checks four boxes. But yeah, man, that was gross. That was gross. I said this in the chat when you first started the room. But uh you know the old the old saying that like every time you smoke a cigarette it takes 5 minutes off your life or some something along those lines. Yes. That is what that is what watching this team does to me. I
0: understand. Every yeah. Mavs
9: game that I every Mavs game that I watch takes a day off of the end of my life. It the this shit it stresses me out so bad. Didn't really have much to say about actual basketball from this game. Just had to say that because it was a very horrifying realization when I when I came to that realization I was like, "Holy shit, we actually have the worst Period player in the league on this team, and the worst rotation player, and two of the worst contracts in the league. It's just it's just gross. But hey, we got the dub. And uh, also, LeBron sold. So one of my buddies had a hundred and fifty dollar free bet on FanDuel. Would have won thirteen hundred dollars. LeBron sold that shit by one point. He also oh. sold mine by. He also sold mine by one point, but I didn't really care about that. My buddy lost out on $1,300 because of that. But, yeah, that's really all I have to say.
0: All right, man. Thanks for joining. Okay, let's try Brandon again. How we doing, man?
10: Doing well, Kirk. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks for joining. All right, man. Yeah, um, about Reggie, I'm like – I, I was looking at his stats and it seemed like he, the way that he's playing statistically is kind of who he is. But, I mean, the way that he's looking this year, somebody brought up the point that, you know, it may not be any tread left on the tires. And that's um, kind of how it's looking. But just if you look at his numbers, I mean, outside of points, you know, he had a couple of good seasons. But everything else is about the same. So I kind of I feel like, you know, this is who he is. And he just – Man, just looking at that contract, it just reminds me of, of Wes Matthews before he left. It was, just, it was just a body on the floor, and it was just rough. Well, 10,
0: 10, million, $10 million's is not – if they were able to find a buyer, somebody that could convince themselves that in a lesser role he might be able to do more, $10 million is not much. I just – he's just so – it seems like he's so important to their identity. Like, kid just sticks with him. And I understand why. But it's also like, man, this has been a lot of games and not a lot of progress.
10: Yeah, and Rick loved Wes. I mean, he wouldn't take him off the corner. he's like that's kinda of the
0: Rick loved <laughs> his Wes Matthews post ups.
10: God, and it, you what make it so bad. I don't know if you remember this play, but it would come off of the screen where Wes will go up under the goal and go to the other side of the three and do like this other side of the court and do a three and just miss. I'm like, dude. Why do they keep running that play? But but yeah, but yeah, I see your point. And man, I mean the Spencer thing it's it's like I don't know. It's, it seems like to me they're trying to fit like a, a square peg in a round hole. They kind of want a shooting guard to play off guard. Sure. Loop. And just, it just seems like it's out of this element. And you play basketball before. It's like you can't have two shooters, you know, in the back. You know, somebody's trying to facilitate, somebody's trying to shoot, and neither one of them are just like primary facilitators. That's and right. They don't That's have a right. Primary. so
0: and and I think they with the the with the kind of lack of structure, it it feeds into their worst instincts. Where it's like if you give Spencer the opportunity to iso, he's going to iso and shoot. You know, he tries to make the right play. I don't I don't think that's the thing. But it's just if you're not running set plays ever and you're just giving them a chance to run a high screen and roll in isolation like you're like it's Luca light thing drives me nuts. I wish they wouldn't do it.
10: And I think you know what made those Bulls teams so good is they had B.J. Armstrong and John Paxson facilitators that was their jobs. And the the Mavericks they just don't have that. Even when they brought in Kimba, he was a good scorer, but they still didn't have it like that facilitator guard. And they have so many gaps on this team. I kind of wonder where that where that where that would rank on the pick or Hell, I kind of wonder you know what's you know the number one priority to the team, you know with. Uh, Asian players and in so many different gaps and issues with rebounding. So you,
0: you said a lot of stuff there, but one thing you said sparked a memory of something someone tweeted me during the game. It was a guy with the handle at Swopa. And he said, this goes back to your gripe about not running the offense, Steve Kerr in this 1997 article. And he links this Chicago Tribune article to me and it's from Steve Kerr. Phil has said the triangle is not for Scotty and Michael it's for everyone else. And I, 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 I think that's an interesting comp for what's like. If Luke, you know, Luca is an offense unto himself. You can get out like Lucas. Like I'm fine saying that I don't, if, if you want to play differently, that's whatever, but Luca is fine. Like we can do this, but everybody else needs an offense. So if Luca's not on the floor, they need to figure something out.
10: They have to, and I, you know, and when they had KP, I think they kind of had an idea of what they wanted to do with him when they kept him. At first, I was—I really wasn't agreeing with Shaq when he said they should put him in the post, but I could understand why because of his size. And you know, they would keep him off of a high high post, and you know, put him around the three. And I, I was kind of like, okay, well, KP could cook or, or shoot, and it just wasn't working for him. And I think that's kind of where things collapse. And I wonder if that would work with Christian if they kind of ran that same offense because he kind of has the handles in the in the J, I think, to, to make that work.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing some weird stuff. That's what I. That's kind of where I'm, where I've settled. All right, man. Yeah, thanks for joining us. What else you got for
10: us? Thank you. That's all I got, man. Go, Mass. I'll see you later. All right,
0: talk talk on Saturday, probably. we right, we're gonna get to everybody, but I'm real tired, guys. Krishna, what's up? Kirk,
11: how are you? Uh,
0: brain dead. <laughs> I've, I've, I've said some stuff I need to edit out of this. So I, I've, I've like been making notes and I'm like, uh, <laughs> this is why I shouldn't podcast when I'm tired.
11: I, I feel you. I Three teams I supported played today, including the Mavericks. Oh, so you're just and emotionally I watched, whooped. Uh, you don't understand, Kirk. I watched Chelsea lose a game that was immensely frustrating. And then I watched the Dallas Stars with a minute and 30 left. Have a lead, get sent to overtime, and then lose in overtime within 30 seconds. Yep. And then I had to watch this game. And I almost lost my mind, Kirk. I'm glad I they won it for your gonna sake. Make it. I, I was going to, I was, uh, nothing was holding me back. My sanity, the, there was no thread. You know, this was like Hercules when the three, whatever, you know, they're going to cut the thread. That's what my sanity was on. My sanity was like that, and God, Luca missing those free throws. You know, I've been I cannot I cannot take this team anymore. Shadow GM Mark Cuban, why are you tweeting about referees? Shadow GM, Dungeon Master, go do something. I mean, God, it was this is bad. It's like it is. It's that it's that sketch. It's that sketch from Netflix. I can't remember the show. It's Mark Cuban complaining about the referees when he makes all these dumb decisions and, and then goes, oh, you know, why is this team like, why are we not? Inquisible? I don't know. You Maybe you let the one guy on this team that, you know, adapted his entire play to the superstar and you said, hey. Eh. He's not, you know, you went on national television right after a playoff game and said, you know, we can pay him the most. But then when you got outbid, you went, oh, we can't pay him the most. (laughs) Like, don't say stupid shit, idiot. You know, like, I don't even think that other owners don't think like Mark Cuban. I mean, we've seen that. I don't think other owners are that much better. But here's the difference. You know, Steve Ballmer doesn't always go out in public and say stupid. The Boston Celtics owners don't go out and say stupid no, you
0: know, stuff. No, I mean this is where I've been for three years. Who
11: the heck are the Boston Celtics owners? Who are the Miami Heat owners? You don't know anything this about is, them. This you just I've know been about their for GFs.
0: Years, man, I've been here for years. It's what got Mark to eventually I, send me
11: that email and tell me to you know shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I won't shut up because guess what? I can I can talk and I can say what I want because if you can talk, you can say what you want. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. It even more infuriated even more because this weekend I watched a video by Secret Base about the Dirk and Dwayne
0: one. beef. Somebody and go find that and put it in the chat. What a great, that was a great video.
11: There, there was a point where they mentioned Steve Nash leaves, right? And, and Cuban is talking about, oh, that's the biggest I've ever made. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sure, man. Say whatever the heck you want. And then they made a very specific point. That the next season, Dirk proved he can carry a team of nobodies. And Dwayne Wade did the opposite. Dwayne Wade proved he can carry a team of nobodies. And Pat Riley said, let me go get Shaq and give him someone. And Dirk had to do the exact opposite for the rest of his career. That instead of giving someone else because you lost Steve Nash, you go sign who the hell knows who. I can't even remember the freaking name that the Mavericks signed. Because that's what this team does. This Just Team dairy. looks at all time players and says, Eric Dampier. Oh, this yeah, well, was te- Eric this, Dampier. This, yeah, this Shadow GM looks at all time players and says, Look at me. Well, guess what, Shadow GM? You didn't even effing draft him, you didn't even effing draft Dirk Nowitzki. So, I don't want to hear anything about Dirk Nowitzki. I, I get mad when Dirk thanks Mark Cuban because you know what. If if Dirk was drafted to Milwaukee, I, I would feel bad. But who the heck knows what would have happened to Dirk? Because George Carl, uh, who the heck knows what George Carl would have done to Dirk? I'm very. I would have been very scared. Um, it, it, it is infuriating to watch this. And for my sanity, for Luca's sanity, for Christian Wood's sanity, I'm glad we won this game. Because my God, did some of these players look like they just wanted to lose this game? Even Jason Kidd. You no, know, I don't get it, Jason Kidd. You can't call yourself a coach because coaching is about telling players what to do, not saying things like do something, play defense. Like that is not coaching. If, if, if I if that was coaching, I should start coaching. Heck, we
0: hey, someone signed me We're Twitter
11: up? coaches. He told us this. Jason Kidd's own words. Well, I can't deal with this, Kirk. This is actually infuriating. I mean, the, the fire is right there on the burner. The fire is right there on the burner. We are a two-week stretch of Luca getting injured. Uh, you know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But we are a two-week stretch from, from this going up into flames. Uh, the only thing I could see saving this team is Pascal Siakam. And that's a, that's a dream. That's a dream in the sky that's never going to happen because – the, the level of incompetence from the Dungeon Master Demon Lord Shadow GM that is Mark Cuban is is insane. I think he, was, you know, called, he not,
0: was called Mark Cuban Vecna, so good job.
11: Uh, there you go, whatever it is. I, listen, I, I can't even get mad at players at this point, right? You've talked about it. I can get mad at Reggie, but Reggie is not made for this role. He should not be playing 30 minutes anymore. He, he should be on a team like Boston, where he's the 10th or 12th man, and he can play spot minutes here or there. He should not be the 6th or 7th guy or the starting player on your rotation anymore. That's just not feasible. And it shows the poor roster construction on this team. And, you know, I just cannot get mad at players anymore. At, at what point can you get mad at players when coaches fail to do their basic job And create sets you know things that college coaches do you know college coaches do that even bad college coaches could sometimes do that you know and your coaches can't do that your gms can't seem to make you know realistically your owner can't seem to make any basketball decisions that make sense and instead is going out and getting sued by you know cryptocurrencies you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't any, make any wait, wait, wait,
0: sense. I, yeah, it's too—it's too late to touch on that one. You're just—you're just going places.
11: <laughs> I, I, I listen. Mark Cuban is the biggest fraud. This man got five billion dollars from Yahoo. What has Yahoo done? Yahoo wasted well, well, five billion dollars well, well, on, on online course. radio.
0: I mean, he, he bet then, big, and he's won a lot of bet big
11: stuff. It's just with the basketball things. I think he's largely had. He won. Yeah. He won. He won bet big once, and that was because he, he Yahoo is the biggest scam company I've ever seen. They spent five billion dollars on Mark's company. Good for Mark, you know. Good job. And then they also spent two billion dollars on Tumblr. And then when they could have bought Google, they said nah. And then now there's. Now what are they? No one knows who Yahoo is. I mean, like, look. Good for Mark. You got money, but the the guy is a scammer in everything else he does. What the heck? Is, you're getting sued by cryptocurrency companies, man. Like, uh, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, <sighs> man. You, I, I you, have nothing you else to talk to. to yeah, yeah, I want other people to go. In the chat recommends you go drink some water and go to bed. I, I agree. Uh, luckily, I have
11: I have multiple water models, so I will drink <laughs> water and get to sleep because this is a nutso, nuts, so time to be a Mavericks fan. And thank goodness at least Luca's here because my sanity would be literally zero at this point. <sighs> Hopefully everyone has a better night than I'm having and uh, take care.
0: Talk to you later, buddy. Okay, Micah, what do you got? Let's keep it short because I'm tired.
6: Yeah. Yeah, same here. Um, I don't know why I'm up this late. I guess because I'm just sick and I wanted to talk basketball.
0: But... That's right. That's why I'm up. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs>
6: okay. Yeah. Um, the This game is interesting. It's just... I still don't know what to think about C Wood. It's just, it's so weird. It's just like, honestly, I'm like the same feeling he dominates these bad teams because let's be real, the Lakers are they're terrible. like
0: I, I don't know what to take from his game either. They're, they're so
6: bad. They're so I'm glad bad. He got it's rebounds like, tonight they're... after getting
0: bodied by the Clippers. Is kind of my initial takeaway. I'm glad he had some open looks after kind of waffling. It's just. I, I, I find myself less frustrated with him as a concept because I think he's doing the best he can and more frustrated with the fact he's a reminder of what's not here anymore and kind of their
6: limitations. Right. It's just, it's like you always say about a couple of these other guys. It's it's great that Josh Green is getting better as a player, but needing him to win games shows what kind of state you're in and the same with several of these other guys and we're just limited. I mean, team building is hard. It is. So as upset as we get these guys and all the stupid things that they do, it's just like, if you look around the league, it's like, golly, it's not just us (laughs) because, uh, one comment to the other guy talking about the worst contract and worst rotation. Have you met PJ Tucker and Duncan Robinson? Because they would like to have a conversation. Well, you, mean, so, you mean
0: you mean future Maverick Duncan Robinson?
6: Oh God, don't don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> hey
0: man, I I think it's on the table, but what I don't know anything. I'm just saying. <laughs>
6: Cause they're talking about Tim and God that that would be so freaking Mavericks uh, to would, do a straight yeah. up swap. So we could really have cool. two Bertons on the on the team. It's
0: like uh, what's the... that? He is
6: Burton Spider Man. meme. that dude stinks.
0: <laughs> Steve Carell, the whole sniffing a glass of wine and going, "This is a white." That's,
6: that's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Micah, you got anything else for us? <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm going to get some sleep. Have a good that's night, it, Kirk. Buddy. All right, coming up
0: last but not least, my man Michael. What's up, guy?
12: Hey, uh, just got two things I want to uh, talk about. First, um, if the Lakers fans are kind of bitching about the ref, like, Anything related to the refs? Well, even if we're saying that those are, even even if those are legitimate calls, which I think we can dispute, then it's payback for that one game when I think it was like Danny Green hit that game time uh, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah,
0: Seth Curry getting held because, by, by Dwight yeah,
12: Howard. Yeah, Dwight, yeah. <laughs> so so, it, so it, call it even at most. Um, all right, and then a uh, second thing I just wanted to, was uh, did you hear the uh i think i'm, I'm not sure I, i'm assuming that bill sims did a pod with zach lowe but pretty much the saying that brunson go was worse than nash
0: yeah i heard that and and i don't i i don't know if i agree but i do know that right now every time brunson puts up a good game it hurts because it just i don't see where the mavericks build from here and that but that's what hurts much more so than Brunson.
12: Yeah, it's... It's just, it's just, like, it's... It's very crushing. Like, every single time you see... He's, like, putting up 40 points or something. Like, uh... I, or, like, the other night when they are playing the Bucks and, he like, in, like, four separate clutch possessions, he, like, he, like, torched Drew Holiday and then, like, finishes at the rim through Brook Lopez, like, draws a double from Drew and Giannis and feeds, like, Randall for some free throws. And just, like... Like... I can't remember. I don't know. It's just like uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to like depress.
0: No, that was tough. That was. That was is, a tough. One. It's just.
12: It's, it's 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 very difficult. And I think that I mean, at the very least, like they. I kind of can't believe I'm saying this, but at the very least, when they when they let Nash go, they did use. They did end up signing Dampier. They got someone to replace. Uh, to replace him and. Dan Pierce sure as hell is doing more than what JaVale is doing. That's what I'll say. That's
0: funny, man. Thanks for hanging out.
12: Yeah, thanks for holding us, especially this late at night. Oh, yeah,
0: I love doing this shit. And so just to leave everybody on a preposterously weird note, one thing about that Brunson torching of the Bucks, uh, what my galaxy brain Dalton Trigg take is that Jalen Brunson is going, and him doing that to the Bucks is eventually going to lead to uh, Giannis Attentacupo forcing his way to the Dallas Mavericks. And with that, I'm going to leave you all. We will be back here Saturday night after they play the Portland Trailblazers. Everyone have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. It's been over an hour. Uh, had a
6: great time. Everybody be good. Enjoy your Friday and we will talk soon. Go Mavs.